This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Edberg and you are listening to Truth and Power. I'm very excited about today. We're going to go into uh, Shalom a little bit. We're going to talk about um, something just so powerful that changed my life and I'm excited to share it with you. But before that, if you love what we're doing, you can check out kingdomyouthconference.com. Check out all of our events on there and if you want to donate to the ministry and support what we're doing, um, we want to take uh, youth conferences and go all over the country. We're doing about 14 of them a year right now, but I believe that we can do much more than that. So check out kingdomyouthconference.com, and thanks for listening. I want to talk today a little bit about Shalom. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about Shalom, go back into earlier podcasts and listen to some of that. But looking in uh, 1 Samuel 15, uh, 22 to 23, you start to read through some of this, and um, he's talking to Samuel and going through this. And there's one phrase that they're talking about here that really uh, sticks out. It says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Now, at first glance, you look at that and you look at some of that. And we always think that we've got to sacrifice. Lord, I've got to do something for you. Lord, let me sacrifice something. I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we really feel like we're pitching in, right? That we are um, taking part in what he had already done. So, Lord, you did your part. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. But I'm also going to do this and this and this so I can do my part. You did your part on the cross. Now I'm going to do my part. And together it's salvation. Well, that's not how it works. That's called the law. Um it works by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. It says that he's the only way to the Father, the only way. What? He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through him. That's Jesus Christ. So for us to uh, want to sacrifice for him, um, really, he sacrificed for us, right? He made the greatest sacrifice of all times. So to obey is better than sacrifice. God's not looking for our sacrifice. He's looking for your obedience, right? So what does that mean? Now you look through the stories in scripture and you look at, uh, for example, Acts 2. So you see the Holy Spirit fall. And then right after that, 2.14 is where um, Peter gets up and he begins to preach, Right? And he's preaching his heart out. He's being led by the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit falls on him and he's preaching his heart out. And it says that um, as he's preaching that many heard and there's thousands and thousands that came to the faith that day. Now, that's that's a pretty great day, right? Um, You're preaching and all of a sudden thousands get added to the church. Um, That's a pretty great day and one to talk about. Now, why do I talk about it? that was obedience? The Holy Spirit fell on him and he did exactly what um wanted and you see the results of that. Now, go into Acts 7 just a little bit after and it's the story of another man who the Holy Spirit fell on and he got up and he preached with boldness. So, what am I talking about there? I'm talking about Stephen. Now, Stephen gets up, the Holy Spirit falls on him, he preaches this powerful message. Peter, just a few chapters early, does the same thing, and thousands are added to the faith that day. So Stephen does the exact same thing, the Holy Spirit falls on him, but a little bit different outcome. They get angry at him, they charge at him, and they stone him to death, right? Now, we just talked about 
in an earlier podcast, entering into the rest. Now you can tell that Stephen had entered into his rest because as they're stoning him, now these aren't little pebbles. These are big boulders, rocks that they're throwing off of houses to crush skulls, right? That's how they stone people. So they're not trying to just hurt him with a, a rock. They're trying to crush his bones and kill him. And that's what they do. And as that's happening, maybe a, a boulder lands and breaks his leg in half. Maybe it hits his chest and, you know, let's not get too morbid. But just picture that for me. And as this is happening, he looks up in the sky and it says that his face is like the face of an angel. And what does he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right? Uh, this is powerful. It sounds like uh, somebody else that says, Lord, lay not this sin on their charge. If you read Acts uh, 7, and it's 54 through 60, you can go through and read this story. He says, pretty much forgive them. Don't lay this sin on their charge, right? And then he falls asleep and dies. Now, there's a whole, the same thing happened, totally different results. Uh, to obey is better than to sacrifice. Being obedient to what God says and not worrying about the outcome, right? And I'm not saying that God was looking at him and says, hey, I want you to go and die for me. Um, this is what needs to happen right now. I need you to be stoned. I think the gospel needed to be preached and people didn't take it the right way, right? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you see all three of those happening in this story and the enemy taking out one of God's people. And, and through that, he still had peace and still looked up into heaven and said the face of an angel on him, right? And so you see this here, but what happened here is they, the people that stoned him they said that they laid their coats at the feet of Saul, who we know is Paul. And he witnessed this whole thing. And later he writes most of the New Testament. So this is huge, right? Um, you see Peter preaching the word and thousands are added. And then you see Stephen preaching and influencing. And in this moment here... Um, I bet you when Paul had that blinding light experience in Jesus, he's thinking back to Stephen and what he witnessed that day. And so we need to know that just obedience and doing what God has said is better than sacrifice. Now, I'm going to talk about this um, chaos that we've seen in the world. And, and what we see, because there's so much in this. And if you read um, Shalom with us, in an earlier chapter, you go into John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as this world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now I've read this one before and I've taught on this a bit, but I'm gonna expound on it. We're gonna go to a new place. So I'm gonna lay a foundation really quick, but I want you to see this. So it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So we think of peace, but that actually, that peace word is the Hebrew word shalom, which means uh, peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of changes the meaning. We don't have a word in the English dictionary that is as robust as shalom. So we just shorten it up into what would be peace when really it means healing, wholeness, prosperity, tranquility, all in one. Now, if you look at that 
Jesus is saying to his disciples in context of this scripture, they're about to come and take him and crucify him, which we know is the most horrific thing in the world. And Jesus responds just like Stephen did and says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You can read that in Luke 23, uh, 33 through 34. But Stephen's got the same response. Jesus has the same response. This is that peace that they're talking about. Now, I encourage you again, go back and listen to Entering Into His Rest if you haven't yet, because this ties right into it with this word shalom. So Jesus says, um, shalom I leave with you. But he goes farther because he says, my shalom I give to you. So this is crazy because we look at this verse and out of context, we say, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. How are you going to say that, Jesus, when the most horrific thing in history is about to happen and your best friends are going to watch it? How can you tell them to not let their heart be troubled? That's going to be a very troubling moment. But it had been wrong for Jesus to say that if it's not possible. Now, the disciples, they let their hearts be troubled. In fact, they ran and hid. They didn't have the Stephen moment where he said, forgive them. They didn't have the Jesus moment where, you know, he said, forgive them. He, they had a different moment of, our heart is troubled. Let's run away. But Jesus was telling them how it was possible. They didn't catch it, though. He said, shalom, I leave with you. My shalom I give to you. Not as this world gives do I give to you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Which means I'm not just going to leave you with peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. But I'm going to leave you with my peace, my harmony, my wholeness, my completeness, my prosperity. I'm going to leave you with my welfare and my tranquility. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is huge. So if you see here in this Hebrew word, there's so much more into it. Now, you see with this, um, go into John 16, and it says these things, uh, John 16, 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me, we talked about entering into that rest, you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, if you go through Matthew 8 and read through just the whole chapter of Matthew 8, you see that Jesus has the power over disease, over men, over nature, over devils, over spirits, over all this kind of stuff. So everything that's in here has to do with the shalom because he's got the power over disease. You see him healing people over men that he's uh, casting these devils out over nature. The best uh, example of shalom that I can even think of and what we're talking about in Matthew 8 and 23 where it's the story of this big storm on the sea and Jesus is asleep, right? He gets up and say, you have little faith and he rebukes the wind and the sea, right? And it calms down. So even the power to overcome this storm is the meaning of shalom, right? So you look through some of this, and it starts to make a lot more sense when you realize that 
what Jesus was saying, and let not your heart be troubled. Now, I want to show you something in the word shalom because it's this Hebrew word, right? And this Hebrew word shalom is, in the Hebrew they use uh, pictures to create these words, so it's it's very uh, detailed. But if you look at shalom and the word peace that it's talking about, it's these four picture graphs, and it says chaos attached, authority destroy. Those are the four um, word pictures that you get. Now, what's also cool is that doesn't mean a whole lot. Chaos attached, authority destroy. It's just really weird, right? But you need to realize in the Hebrew, you don't read from right to left. You read from left to right. So actually, the picture graphs, they say destroyed authority attached to chaos. So what is this? This is that when Jesus was was um, uh, ascending into heaven and he said, the ruler of this world is coming, but be of good cheer because I've overcome this world, right? This is literally what they're talking about. The shalom means to destroy the authority that's attached to chaos. What is that authority that's attached to chaos? It is literally the devil walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's literally the devil trying to take you out. And your job is to destroy that authority that he has. Why? Because you've got the hope of glory on the inside. You've got Jesus living on the inside. So what he says is, go back to the scripture that we talked about. When Jesus is talking to his disciples, he's not only saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. He's saying, peace I leave with you, my authority to destroy um, any authority that's attached to chaos, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give you my power to destroy anything attached to chaos. How? In the word shalom. It is that prosperity, that wholeness. It's all been paid for. It's all done on the cross. Everything that Jesus has done is now yours in Jesus' name, right? So any, every time that the devil tries to um, come at you, you need to realize that he said, let not your heart be troubled. Why? Because I've given you the, the authority to destroy that authority that's in this world. Why? Because it's the authority that's on the inside of you that's going to destroy that authority that's in the world that's bringing nothing but chaos. So when chaos comes and it tries to attack you, when chaos rears its ugly head, when there's a sickness, when there's a disease, you need to realize when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, what he was actually saying. He's saying it's all been paid for and it's all been done. And when you look at the word uh, shalom, it's taken from the, the root word shalom, which means to be safe in your mind, body, and estate. That means to have a right mind, right? For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Over your body, to be safe in your body, healing, and your stuff, right? Your estate. It speaks to the completeness and fullness or the type of wholeness that encourages you to give back to generously repay. When you get this shalom and you get this um, idea of what Jesus was actually leaving, everything that was his, right? Even when he was ascending into heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you orphans, but I'm going to send the helper to you. And he's going to, I'll be with you. And 
he's going to take of what is mine and declare it to you. And then he says, everything that the father has is mine. So I'm going to double down and say it again, <laughs> right? And this is my translation of the verse, but go read it in John, the end of John when Jesus is descending. And he says, he's going to take of what the father has, which is all things. And he's given them to me. He's going to take of what is mine and he's going to declare it to you. That is that shalom. That is that authority living on the inside of you. That's that Holy Spirit living on the inside of you that is ready to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus didn't die to get you into heaven. He died to get heaven inside of you. He died. It says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Believe the words that I'm saying. Believe Believe the word of God and attach your faith to it. Once you attach your faith to it, I'm telling you, it's going to come alive on the inside and you'll feel the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you'll go out and you'll destroy the works of the devil. You'll destroy anything that is attached to chaos, that authority that is attached to, to chaos. God's given you his authority to destroy that authority. So I'm telling you today, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because I don't give like this world gives to you. I'm leaving you my shalom. I'm not just going to leave you shalom. I'm going to leave you my shalom. I'm going to leave you my healing, my wholeness, my prosperity, my peace, my tranquility. I'm going to leave all of that for you. I'm going to leave. And with that and all of that combined, that is all you need to destroy the works of the devil. That's that authority to destroy any authority attached to chaos living on the inside of you. So let not your heart be troubled. And I'm telling you, when you get that, that's such a blessing on your life. It's such an overwhelming and overflow when you, that abundance that comes in your life because you get the revelation of the word, it's going to have you repay generously. It's an abundance. It's above and beyond. And we're living in fear. We're living in poverty. We're living in this mindset that it's not paid. It's not done. That Jesus didn't leave us nothing. That we're just sitting here helpless until he comes back one day. But I'm telling you, with Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, it's time to wake up and go destroy that chaos in this world right? Any sickness, any disease, any evil spirit, anything, any poverty mindset, it's our job to destroy that. Why? Because God didn't just try to get you into heaven, but he's trying to get heaven inside of you. That's why he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? Is there sickness? Is there disease? Is there lack? Is there need? No. So just as it is in heaven, let it be on earth right? And you can do that with that, um, that authority on the inside of you that is just put in there so you can destroy any authority, which is the devil. Destroy the devil that's bringing nothing but chaos into this world. So I hope this encouraged you guys today. Again, go check out some of the um, other podcasts on Shalom and on um, entering into his rest. And again, go check out all of our events and conferences on uh, kingdomyouthconference.com. You can see all the cities we're going to be in. And if you want to support what we're doing, you can do that on that page as well. But God bless you guys. And we will check you out later on another Truth and Power. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to kingdomyouthconference.com or follow him at facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.